0: Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Sexy freaking fit, babes. What the hell is going on, ladies? I am pumped, pumped, pumped for today's episode on sugar because let's be real, sugar is one of the most controversial topics in nutrition. And as you guys know, I am in that middle ground. Sugar is not the devil, but also sugar sometimes can hold us back from our goals and can provide calories that aren't the most nourishing to us. So how do we find that balance? Well, a lot of times it's through swaps, it's through awareness, and actually understanding all the different forms of sugar. Yes, I said forms. All the different forms and types of sugar that we have access to in our diets. This is why I'm super excited to have this conversation with you guys diving into all things sugar content in this episode that is sponsored by our partners at Swerve. I just really think this topic is so important to women and really everyone who are trying to become their hottest and most importantly, their healthiest self, because this is something I've struggled with before. It's something my clients often struggle with. So of course, I'm here to clear the myths, clear the air, and help you actually understand how to put sugar into your diet. Okay, now that we know we're talking about sugar, we have to just rip the band aid off, ladies. I am totally sure that you have probably heard sugar is bad. Sugar is the devil. Sugar causes weight gain. Sugar is really, really bad for you. Sugar should be avoided if you're trying to lose weight. And sugar can lead to like blood sugar spikes. And it's really bad. And that causes diabetes. It can cause you to die. And the list goes on. We're going to get into it. But for you to actually understand what the deal with sugar is, you actually have to understand what really is sugar at its core. So, for context, In our diet, we have three macronutrients. We have carbohydrates, we have proteins, and we have fats. These are the three macronutrients that actually provide energy to our body, which are calories. Calories are the energy-driving foods that literally, like, your car has gasoline, your body has calories. (laughs) And calories are from those carbs, proteins, and fats that we get in our diet. Now, when we think of sugar... Sugar is connected to carb-rich foods. Sugars are literally, literally, ladies, the simplest form of carbohydrates, the most rapidly absorbed carbohydrate is going to be simple sugars. And actually to be very, very particular about it, monosaccharides are a fancy word to describe the one molecule of sugar. And basically these molecules can connect with other molecules to create different forms of sugar. So for instance, fructose, I always remember it from school as fruit. Fructose is the simple form of sugar found in fruit, where galactose, if you have a lactose intolerance, you know where I'm going, ladies, galactose is the simple form of sugar found in milk. And yes, ladies, milk actually does have carbohydrates. Isn't that mind blowing? And I bring this up because we're going to get to it in a little bit, ladies, but there are so many different types of sugar that we're going to really chat about in today's episode. But I think it's just very interesting in our culture how we immediately consider sugar as a bad thing. However, the way we get sugar in our diet has massive impact on our health. You know, sugar from a Twix bar is very, very different than the sugar you get through eating a freaking banana, ladies, that is completely natural and from the damn earth. Now for a little overview for you ladies, before we dive into all the different types of sugar and how to identify it in your diet, I first wanna talk about the different forms of sugar. So the first form of sugar that I wanna go over is glucose. Glucose is what we call a monosaccharide. It is really one of the most widely known and widely found forms of sugar through foods, including natural foods. Glucose is naturally found in plants and is one of the most simplest forms of sugar that we use in our body for fuel. And actually really fun fact, ladies, all the different forms of sugar try to break down into glucose as it's the most simplest form of carbohydrate that our body actually wants to use for fuel. So when people say, oh my God, sugar is so bad, you know, sugar actually is what our body is breaking down everything into. And glucose actually is required for you to be your healthiest and most alive version of yourself. But speaking of glucose, glucose actually pairs with other forms of simple sugars to make other forms of sugar. Let me explain. Fructose is another monosaccharide just like glucose. When you combine fructose and glucose together, you actually get sucrose, which is a really fun fact. And sucrose is also found in plants like sugar cane or sugar beets. And that's one way for you to basically combine these nutrients that we find naturally occurring in our diet. Another example is glucose and galactose. When glucose and galactose, which are two monosaccharides combined, they create lactose, which any of you babes that are lactose intolerant may really recognize because it's the natural sugar we find in milk and dairy products, including even yogurt and cheese. And lastly, when you actually combine two glucose molecules together, you get something called maltose. If you've ever seen that on a nutrition facts label, or you've heard of this world before, a lot of carbohydrates and sprouted grains and bread products, whole grain products, a lot of these products do contain maltose in them, which is actually a form of sugar that our body uses for energy. So you're probably wondering, ladies, wow, Lauren is talking a lot about sugar, a lot about the very specific science. And I don't want to get too granular, no pun intended there. But it is important to understand all the different forms of sugar because most of my clients think sugar is literally just the white powder you see at Starbucks and you put in your coffee. And sugar is just the pure cane sugar that you see. No, there are actually so many different forms of sugar. I mean, literally honey and agave nectar, you know, different sugar does impact our body's ability to absorb it and how we use it. And it does impact our health in different ways, but honey is sugar, just like cane sugar is sugar. Like it is all sugar in our diet. And instead of what I believe, instead of obsessing over all the different types of sugar you're having, That's why I do love tracking. So you can keep track and an eye on how much you're actually having. It's important to look at also the the sources of added sugar that you're having in your diet, because how you incorporate sugar into your plan, sugar's not inherently fattening. It's really the overview of your diet and what type of sugar you're having. And on that topic of what type of sugar you're having, let's talk about sugar and weight loss. So real talk. Unpopular opinion coming in hot. Sugar doesn't automatically just turn into fat in our bodies. And that's where we have to remember nutrition 101 that we always talk about over here to lose weight, you have to eat less than what you burn. Now, I'm not saying I want you to eat sugar every darn meal of your diet. Over here, we're trying to be hot and healthy. And that means we have to strike that balance. But it is important to understand that sugar isn't just this fattening food, it's how we incorporate into our diet that impacts weight loss. So it is really important to remember that sugar just doesn't immediately get stored as fat. Sugar is broken down dependent on how complex of a molecule it is. We want to, once again, break it down into glucose, but then we're using that glucose as energy in our bodies. And overall, we get energy from a whole variety of different sources. However, it is important to know that just because you're breaking down sugar into energy does not mean you are going to gain body fat that comes down to energy balance and of course a diet too high in sugar which i'm going to explain in a moment can lead to habits and behaviors that do cause weight gain but sugar in and of itself isn't inherently fattening and inherently just causes fat gain on your body but you're probably wondering i hear sugar is really fattening what the deal is with that but if you're anything like my clients you have probably heard that sugar you know sometimes you know we eat a lot of it in this typical american diet we probably need to cut out a little bit it can impact your body and weight loss And it's completely true. I mean, I'm not here saying that I don't care about how much sugar you're eating. Of course, I care about that with my clients, and focusing on nourishing meals usually gets it in check. However, there are times where you want something sweet, and sometimes you will want to swap, or you actually start tracking your food like many of my clients. And you might realize a lot of foods actually have hidden amounts of sugar that you begin to identify, and you're like, hot diggity damn, like this is really adding up. Now, here's the deal with sugar. So, when you eat foods that are more processed and higher in sugar, Oftentimes these foods are more rapidly absorbed, not just because they have sugar in them, but because they're also devoid or what I would say missing other key nutrients. Let's take some processed carbohydrates. For instance, when you're thinking about bread at the grocery store, many breads will have, whether it's high fructose corn syrup or corn syrup added to them already, but they're also more processed. They're not whole grains with the whole grain intact. They're removing that grain and also removing that fiber, which impacts how fast you absorb it and metabolize it. Another thing I like to think of too is green juices, you know, green juices at the store. You can see the green and think, oh my goodness, this is awesome. But because it's a juice, you're missing that fiber. And so you're getting all of that very, very healthy fruit through juice, but you're eating the equivalent of six apples in the form of just sugar and not getting any of that fiber, right? You would never eat five or six apples in one serving. But of course, when we have juice, we're having it all at once. The sugar from fruit is usually not why anyone is gaining weight. However, when we're manipulating our foods and we're not conscious about the types of sugar and how often we are having sugar and really just how much sugar we're having anyway, it can impact your body composition because of this. So basically what happens when we have a very high sugar meal paired with the fact that we might not be having enough fiber, protein, and fat in our diet, which impacts that spike, this is basically what happens. So We eat this high-carbohydrate, high-sugar meal, and our body wants to break down that sugar as quick as possible. Now, sugar is very easily absorbed, but even with a high-carbohydrate meal that doesn't have a lot of fiber in it, this can also be something that happens. So basically, we break down this food into glucose. We want to use glucose, as I said, as our body's primary fuel source to fuel our muscles or organs, and especially, I mean, if you guys have gone keto before, you know how much brain fog you have when you are not getting enough carbohydrates to your damn brain to feel your best. Anyway, I digress ladies, we want to use this glucose, but glucose itself can't enter our cells. Basically what happens is there's a hormone called insulin, which we secrete in our pancreas. That basically is the key to unlock our cells to get that carbohydrate, get that sugar and glucose into the cell to use it as energy. Now, for those of you that have someone in your family or maybe yourself struggle with diabetes or insulin resistance, this is what happens with insulin. For instance, type one diabetes, you have issues with producing insulin for you to be able to use. So you basically are missing the key to have that carbohydrate and glucose enter your cell. If you have type two diabetes, for instance, you might struggle with insulin resistance that is caused by a whole variety of factors, but basically you're producing the insulin compared to type one diabetes, but your body is less resistance to it because oftentimes you might be having a diet that is more processed and you're getting rapid amounts of carbohydrates, your body has become more resistant to how it utilizes those carbohydrates. So basically what happens as your blood sugar spikes, it goes up really high because you have this rapid influx. And this is especially why not having too much sugar is important for our health because if we're constantly having a diet very high in sugar with also not getting the other key nutrients that oftentimes our diet is missing when we are having a diet that isn't as balanced it's going to cause chronic high blood sugar in a, a roller coaster because after that spike you usually have a downfall in terms of your blood sugar. And that's when you get more hangry after this rapid form of energy. And also it can leave you not feeling full for very long because you're having this rapid amount of energy, but carbohydrates are quickly metabolized, quickly absorbed and a rapid fuel source for us. So we're not having fiber, protein and fat. We're not balancing out that blood sugar, but we're also not staying as full for longer, which can cause big spikes, also leading to massive drops in blood sugar and rebound hunger and rebound overeating. And ultimately it can lead to eating too many calories and causing weight gain. And I don't say this to scare you ladies. I'm sharing it with you because so often on social media, cough, cough, TikTok, especially lately for me, I see people saying, well, calories in calories out is the only thing that matters. And yes, eating less than what you burn does matter for weight loss. But I think this whole weight loss industry needs like a massive flip. Like it needs a massive flip because what you eat does matter. I mean, if you're eating a diet that is Missing key nutrients that are involved with fullness and health, and you're only getting rapidly digestible forms of sugar, that's an issue. But on the converse, sugar isn't a bad thing. I mean, when you think about exercise, the more intense you exercise, the more your body actually relies on carbohydrates. And in fact, around exercise, Right before, you want to eat simple forms of sugar, like fruit, for instance, that doesn't have as much fiber compared to maybe a big three-cup kale salad that has a ton of fiber that could possibly upset your stomach and cause distress, and that's because the types of sugar you eat are going to depend on the time of day. But that's not even the point, ladies. Yes, sugar can be harmful to your health, but also having a bad relationship to food, especially fun foods that do pack sugar, can also be harmful to your health and further cause overeating. But also hold you back because the reality is you don't have to give up fun altogether to be your healthiest and hottest and also look your best and see weight loss. You can fit in fun foods into your budget, but it's really about striking that balance. Of course, you hear about the 80, 20, 90, 10, you know, 80% of the diet should be nourishing, healthy, balanced foods. Another 20% can be a little bit more fun without driving yourself nuts over the specific numbers and what that looks like for your diet, you have to strike that balance. But I think it's really important to know these simple facts. One, eat the freaking banana. I always say that fruit and wholesome natural food sources that are more minimally processed are not the issue when it comes to sugar. It's some of the food sources I'm gonna be talking about. We think of the big players like sweets and a lot of the prepackaged sweet foods we see at grocery stores and convenience stores. Obviously those are big culprits, but when it comes to wholesome natural foods and talking fruits, veggies, and even grains, those are usually not the culprits that we need to really worry about when it comes to sugar intake. You're not gaining weight from eating a freaking banana. Two, it comes down to the balance. Instead of stressing over specific grams of sugar you have every single meal, I want you to first take a step back and think, okay, what does the balance of my entire diet look like before I'm focusing on that sugar intake? Am I hitting my calories? Am I eating balanced meals with a carb, a protein, and veggie? And what does that balance look like? Am I hitting the basics of what I need in my diet? Because oftentimes if you're eating a lot of sugar, chances are it's not so much the sugar you need to focus on, it's the fact that your meals aren't balanced in the first place. And three, I want to give you some rapid fire numbers. So when it comes to sugar intake, our overall sugar intake in our diet, we typically want less than 10% of our total calorie intake. And I know many of you guys are trying to be in a deficit, so that's even less sugar than you can imagine. But hear me out. We typically don't want more than 10% of our calories coming through added sugars in our diet. So for a 2000 calorie diet, that would really translate into about 200 calories or around 50 grams of added sugar daily. So for context, that's about 12 teaspoons of sugar. In contrast, the American Heart Association actually has stricter regulations on this. So right now, as of 2022, when I'm recording this, the American Heart Association really limits added sugar intake to no more than 100 calories per day, about six teaspoons for most women. So no more than 150 calories per day. That being said, added sugars are not the same as naturally occurring sugars. For instance, the banana, that's going to be naturally occurring. Don't focus and stress about that. Yes, I know sometimes talk about acai bowls when you're having a bowl with you know tons of different forms of sugar and you're having you know 100 grams of sugar in a meal, right, or 70 grams in a fruit juice. That's a lot of sugar in my opinion, and I don't want to get too specific about this with you ladies, but typically wholesome natural foods aren't as big of a culprit. Usually it's the added sugars that are being added to foods that typically don't have sugars where we usually want to put our mindset to first, but understand that natural foods that do have massive amounts of sugar in them still can spike up your blood sugar, even though they're wholesome and natural. So if you're listening to this and you're having a little bit of an internal freak out and you're like, hot diggity damn, I am having a lot of sugar in my diet. Or maybe you are tracking on my fitness pal, like my clients and maybe some of the membership babes inside of the TSM membership. And you can actually see your sugar intake and you're like, okay, I'm seeing a lot of these food sources. Like what the hell is up? Like, am I doing okay? I want to talk about a few of the foods that sometimes have hidden sugars in them, because this is where some of these small swaps can be really, really helpful not just in saving calories, but also improving the healthfulness of your diet. So rapid fire. Some foods that I often find have very hidden amounts of sugar. That when I do my grocery hauls, that's the things that I'm comparing on labels, and I sometimes show you guys on my Instagram story and all the things. Here's the list. Here's my top list for foods that have hidden sugars in it. The first is pasta sauces. Pasta sauces actually can sometimes not just contain sodium, but they also can contain added amounts of sugar something to keep an eye on. Granola bars sometimes use sugar alcohols, which are not the same as regular table sugar or the sugar we're really referring to in this episode. And sometimes those can be a really great swap. They sometimes can cause GI distress. However, granola bars can be a source of sugar that we sometimes think is like healthy, but sometimes it can very much add up. The third one is yogurt. Yogurt can sometimes have anywhere between 15 to 25, even 30 grams of sugar, sometimes naturally occurring from the fruit in it, but most often because it was added. So that is something to keep an eye on as you are comparing nutrition facts labels. Barbecue sauces and ketchups are very, very well known for having a lot of sugar in them. Another common food that does sometimes contain hidden amounts of sugar that you might not realize are actually cold cereal and really just that whole cereal aisle. So that's where i recommend, you know, if you don't buy the plain, boring cereals, like look at those labels, because I do often find sometimes even like the more natural branded cereals that you think, oh my God, this is like a healthier option. Sometimes it can have just as much sugar. It may have a little bit more fiber, but it can have just as much sugar as some of the quote unquote unhealthy cereals that many of you may might be thinking of something that i always buy that i always make sure i'm buying the right one is applesauce so applesauce has a lot of sugar in it i mean literally a small little container of applesauce that literally is less than 100 calories sometimes can have literally 22 grams of sugar in it and no it's not just from the apples they have added sugars in it so i always try to buy the no sugar added ones And another big category of added sugars that you can find in foods are actually dressings and sauces. So whether it's barbecue sauce, ketchup, or really even salad dressing, those are foods that oftentimes you really wanna be cognizant of if you are watching your sugar intake as you are trying to lose weight and you're trying to make these small little swaps. And for you ladies that love to use dressings at home, you love sauces and dressing just as much as me, but you are trying to find options that pack less sugar, This is actually what I do. So if I'm using a sweet dressing or a barbecue sauce, sometimes I buy the more boring version. And I actually like to use a lot of the Swerve granular product in it when I mix it in with my mustards or olive oils. And actually this is totally random, but sometimes I use salsa as a salad dressing. But this past weekend, my husband and I, well, really, my husband, Grub Hubby, guys, he made a peach mango salsa with tomatoes, peaches, and mangos. It was literally so delicious. I think there was like this one didn't have any onions in it, but that would have tasted really good. We actually used the Swerve granular product in it, so that way we could add in sweetness to it without it adding those added sugars. And so this really kicks off the conversation of sugar alternatives and how we can strike this balance with sugar and satisfaction while saving calories and also, you know, finding that balance. So I am not here to say that you can't buy the regular barbecue sauce that has sugar in it. You can, but understand when you're having it very consistently in your diet and things start to add up, finding small swaps when you can are really going to help you healthify your diet and also ultimately get to your weight loss goals because it will. Typically reduce the caloric content of that meal or of that food choice. And Swerve, for instance, they use erythritol. So really anything on a label that you guys see ending in OL, that is going to be something called a sugar alcohol. And what I will say about Swerve that I really like, especially the granular product, it measures and really has a similar consistency to actual sugar because sometimes you may use these alternatives that are going to save on calories and from added sugars, but still get that sweetness. However, the taste and the texture can be really, really impacted. So I'm here to also say that if you love fun foods, there are big events in life that sometimes you just want the normal, freaking sugar added food. And if it's worth it, I want you to understand that you can fit that in. It is so important to understand how to fit in a slice of cake, some ice cream that I had last night, ladies. Like, you need to be able to fit in that food. But also understand if you know those were fit foods for you, there are going to be other moments as you're trying to improve your health and save on calories where you can try to make these swaps. I mean, literally this is where my Starbucks swaps came from. I had clients going to Starbucks. I got into coffee in Starbucks and I was like, hold up. Oh my goodness. I was having mocha frappuccinos growing up and Then I got into coffee in college and it just blew me away. Like literally 70 grams of sugar in a coffee beverage that packed 500 calories. Girl, like what if we made a swap and we saved on calories, we've saved on sugar. You still got a really good taste. But also as you start to eat less sugar, you realize, holy shit, some of these products were so high in sugar and it was honestly altering my taste preferences. And I say that from a dietitian perspective because we actually see a really high diet in sugar alters our taste preferences. So we start to really love the flavor of sweets more. And that's why people are like, Oh my God, it feels addictive. Like it's not so much that it necessarily is addictive, quite like drugs are addictive. I don't like that comparison, but when you are having a diet that isn't as balanced with the nourishment that you need and you're constantly giving yourself this sweet action it's going to impact your health and you're constantly giving your diet with so many sweets and not out of balance it is going to impact your health but that's why looking for these hidden foods whether it's a starbucks drink barbecue sauces ketchups you know juices you know really all of these products in the store you can begin to identify these forms of sugars in your products looking at those labels looking at the ingredients list and you can begin to have an understanding on what's actually in your food and where are swaps that are really worth it for you. For me using sugar alternatives alongside sometimes using sugar when it's worth it. And like the regular version, it's striking that balance. Another great example of this is fun cocktails. Like for me, I usually am like so basic with my cocktails. I love seltzer, especially when I'm out. I love wine, but if I'm having a cocktail, you know, sometimes a cocktail is really sad when it's not sweet. And usually it's the juices and the sugar that are really impacting the calories, which is why when you remove those, it doesn't taste as good. It doesn't cut the alcohol as well, but it can save you calories. And this is why instead of you know using juices and always pre-made mixtures, a good way to solve this is if you use a sugar-free type of juice that is more like quote unquote diet and you're using things like seltzers and carbonated waters. Um, and then you pair that with something like swerve and you're using the sugar alternative for a little bit of sweetness, that is really, really awesome, will save you calories. And it's just one of those easy swaps that you can obviously do at home. I know not always you're gonna be getting drinks like this out when you're at the bar or restaurant or on a date. But if you are making these things at home, I mean literally what I love doing is tequila on ice, we'll squeeze a fresh lime juice. I use this word granular sugar. I do a splash of club soda um, for a little TSN margarita moment, ladies. And of course, when we're talking about sweets, I have to address the elephant in the room, ladies. I always get asked from you guys, from my clients and over the years, how often should I have sweets in my diet? You know, so many different foods that aren't considered high in sugar do pack sugar. As you guys start to explore those nutrition facts labels, you are going to be stunned. It's like that TikTok sound. The woman was too stunned to speak. You guys are going to be too stunned to speak. Seriously. I talked about cereal. I talked about yogurt, but I'm talking things like breads, not even cake that you think of, like things like as simple as a bread roll that can pack added sugar. I mean, I literally, no joke, ladies, I was in the frozen aisle a couple weeks ago and there was a frozen veggie product that had some seasonings on top. And I was like, hot diggity damn, this sounds awesome. And yes, I just said hot diggity damn again. This is the third time I'm saying it now in this episode. Holy cow, Lauren, I gotta get my shit together. But I was literally in the aisle with Josh. We looked, pulled over the nutrition facts, corn syrup was added to this product. Now, when I am eating veggies, do my veggies need corn syrup in them? I think not. So that's where, I'm not saying prepackaged foods are bad. But I want you guys to be more inquisitive. I want you to be more inquisitive because even if that product has the same amount of calories as another product that doesn't have it, I wanna ask you, if you can't taste it, why are you adding in that sugar if we don't need it? Sugar is energy and fuel, but we know most women eat, most people in general, eat way more sugar and not enough of the nourishing nutrients. And oftentimes when products are adding these things, But usually these products do not need these things added, and it is impacting our health and our metabolism, even if you're not directly seeing it on the scale today. But let's go back to sweets. Real talk, how to find this balance. This is what I always say to clients. If you eat sweets often, if you're anything like Lauren Huber, the sorority nutritionist over here, you know that you probably need to find more balance with sweets. Like I have a sweet tooth myself, so for me, cutting it out cold turkey, for a little bit of time can work, but then you get to the place where you're like, life is boring without it. So that's where for myself, you know, sometimes I want the fully indulgent sweet. I want the OG regular ice cream going to the store, getting sprinkles on it. Like it's a moment, right? But when you're having sweets more often, That's where I love small swaps. And this is where the Starbucks stuff usually came from. But we know sweets are not the foundation of your diet. It's not usually what I'm having breakfast, lunch, and dinner. For me, if you're anything like me, I like it after dinner. But as you're starting to lose weight, you realize, yes, it can fit. But sometimes it causes you to go over your calories. And even if it does fit, you're realizing you're then depriving yourself of other things to make it fit. Now, hypothetically, sweets can fit every day. But I think the type of sweets you're having and how much sugar it has... going to impact what type of swap you need but if you're having a lot of sweets you're often getting a lot of sugar but a lot of extra calories so what if we could get that same flavor and excitement and obviously, like I said, there are big life moments, like your kid's birthday celebration or an anniversary. And of course, like, I don't want you feeling like you have to make a different form of the food, but you can find really great options for cakes and brownies, like the sort of vanilla chocolate cake mixes. Like I use those. You can get even like a sugar-free Jello and pair it with something like the cake. And you can even put some whipped cream, which by the way, is pretty low in calories. Even if you don't get the almond milk one, even like the, the regular whipped cream, literally two tablespoons could be like 50 calories. You can find really great options to do swaps like this. It can cut a lot of the sugar content down. I mean, literally a regular cake mix is going to pack around 20 grams of sugar per slice where the Swerve one, it packs down to one gram of sugar because they're using that sugar alcohol there. Now, you know, we don't want your entire diet just filled with sugar alcohols. we can find a balance, but I would say, you know, sticking to your nourishing foods and then some of those higher calorie foods, making swaps with things like sugar alcohols, I think can be a really awesome source that research also supports sugar alcohol are not bad for you. Obviously the dose is the poison. If you're having a shit ton of sugar alcohols and your diet is not balanced, of course it's going to cause GI distress. Just like I would never recommend just eat broccoli all day and not have balance in your diet. Like that's not healthy either, even though it is veggie. So it's finding this balance and finding these really high calorie foods in your diet and finding ways to swap them. So you're cutting out sugar and you're cutting out calories. So I don't know who needs to hear this, but sugar isn't the devil girlfriend sugar doesn't just immediately you know a moment on your lips forever on your hips i mean oh lord i really hope that trend stops because a moment on your lips is not forever on your hips. You're allowed to eat sugar. It's not gonna immediately cause weight gain. We have to understand our energy balance, but energy in, energy out. Yeah, weight loss comes down to calories, but what you eat impacts the rest of your plate. And oftentimes when you're having a diet, really with processed foods that are higher in sugar, typically you're missing out on all those other nutrients. So it's not one food to blame. It's about understanding how to make these swaps so we can really change the habits of your diet. Sugar can fit. I want you to have the regular versions of foods. If a Starbucks regular Starbucks is worth it for you. I mean, girl, you're allowed to do that, but also know that if you're trying to save on calories, what if you made a swap and you became a little bit more conscious and you really picked and choose how you're getting that sugar in your diet. So it supports your health goals and ultimately your weight loss goals at the end of the day. That's why I'm literally so excited that we got to partner with Swerve guys. I've used Swerve literally since before I even started TSN, I am an OG Swerve babe. They are a brand that I always keep in my cabinets. I know you guys that have been around here for a while, you've seen them on my grocery hauls. And you know, whenever I partner and support a brand, it truly is because I love it and use it myself. I will never, ever, ever recommend something that I don't love and absolutely adore and use in my own home. And I literally had Swerve salsa yesterday because we, we made salsa for our 4th of July event. So um, it's something I recommend to my clients and I use myself and definitely would recommend to you guys. So if you're looking for a sugar alternative that is going to help support your goals and you're trying to find something that also has that taste profile that you really like, definitely check Swerve out. I'm going to link it in my show notes. They have some awesome. Amazon Prime Day deals going on right now. So if you've never tried like their cake mixes or you just want like their OG granular sugar, which is my favorite, they have brown sugar and you know, a whole different bunch of options there. Um, you guys can all try it out. You can have a pancake mix. I'm really so excited to try.